0: All right. Today we're in our Romans class, and this would be class number eight. Romans class number eight. will be in chapter three, and we left off in verse nine last time. We covered some good things, verse one through eight, and I recommend again you go back and try to get those concepts. A little bit of a difficult uh, concept to explain, uh, and not a very, not a very difficult concept to understand but for me it's a little bit difficult to explain but uh you can go back and get those concepts and hopefully you listen to it till you got it down pat but you can go back and uh look at your notes on those things and maybe listen to the class again if you need to and really get those concepts down because it really defines what god means about uh letting god be true and every man a liar and so that that's really a good point that you need to have uh, a good capacity of you, you need to have that down pat as you go forward in studying the scriptures. In verse number nine, he says, "What then are we better than they? Uh, we and they." He's talking about uh, Gentile and Jew, or he's talking about circumcision and uncircumcision, those that have the law and those that did not have the law, those who were God's people and those who were not God's people. It's a it's a very uh, clear statement as you go through chapter 2 into chapter 3 it's very clear that uh, when he's talking about those divisions there that that's who he's talking about and so he says what then are we better than they know in no wise for we have before proved both jews and gentiles that they are all that they are all under sin so verse 4 and verse number 9 are saying basically the same thing verse 1 through 8 proves that Uh, it proves the statement Uh, Verse 4 is kind of a summary of verse 1 through 8, and verse number 9 is basically saying the same as verse number 4. So this is what he's trying to get across to you. What then? Are we better than they? No, in no wise. For we have before proved, both Jews and Gentiles, that they are all under sin, as it is written. There is none righteous, no, not one, not Jew, not Gentile. There is none that understandeth, not Jew or Gentile. There is none that seeketh after God, not Jew or Gentile. Obviously, the Jew was seeking his own own justification in the law, and the Gentile was just following his own flesh, his desires, the lust of the flesh, and he would establish any religion that would agree with his own betterment or with his own advantage. And so you've got both end of the spectrum. uh, You've got a commitment to the flesh and you've got a commitment to a set of rules. And both of those things uh, culminate to prove that man is rotten. Verse number 12, they are all Jew and Gentile. They are all gone out of the way. They are together, Jews and Gentile together. Become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good, no, not one. Now, I hope you realize I'm not trying to add to the scripture when I add those Jews and Gentiles. When I say there is none righteous, Jew or Gentile, of course, Jew and Gentile, the words are not in the scripture, but I'm trying to focus your mind in on what is actually being said. That is what's actually being said. They are all gone out of the way. All who? Jews and gentiles so I, I don't want to add to the scripture I'm not trying to add to the scripture I'm not saying that my own comprehension is worthy to be placed into the scripture. I want to make that clear, but when you study out the scripture that's who that is what it is trying to tell you. their throat, Jews and Gentiles, is an open sepulchre with their tongues have they used deceit the jews the Jews have done these things as well as the Gentile who the Jew considered to be a dog, uh, servants of self, worshiper of, worshipers of idols. And for that, the Gentiles were looked on as dogs and they were looked on as idols. Well, Israel been known to worship idols many times. And so it's been proven whether a man is following his, the lust of his flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life or whether he's following a set of religious rules Both of those things work together to prove that a man is just a sinner. He's just an unfaithful man. He's just a person that doesn't understand God. He's just a man that's not seeking after God at all. Verse 14, whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness, Jews and Gentiles. Their feet are swift to shed blood, Jews and Gentiles. doesn't make any difference if you're following the flesh or you're following the rule of the law. You're a bloody murderer. Destruction and misery are in their ways. You follow them, you're going to get destruction and misery. You follow those Pharisees, those people who are trying to live according to the letter of the law, which no man can do, you're going to get destruction and misery. You go out there and live according to the dictates of your flesh, you're going to get destruction and misery. There's only peace in Christ. The fruit of the Spirit is love and joy and peace. It's there, the Spirit of Christ. The way of peace have they not known right in the context there is no fear of God before their eyes their eyes the Jews eyes or the Gentiles eyes now we know now you before I read on now we know we also do know that within that group of people the Jews and the Gentiles there were people who did fear God but this is of course talking as a collection of people and you find in reading the scriptures certain people in the bible who were jews feared god and followed god and uh, did great things for god and you'll find as you read through the book of acts that there were some gentiles who feared god and followed god and loved god still faulty people whether they were jews or gentiles but those people that believed on him uh they were uh they certainly feared god but the basic makeup of man The basic state of a man does not fear God. He he is either going to justify himself by a set of rules or he is going to uh, rebel against all rules and seek for fulfillment in the lust of his flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life in the world system. Truly, the law of Moses was a godly system. But man can come short even in a godly system. That is the point that's being made in verse 9 through 18. Now, verse number 19. Now we know. Here's some things that we know. That whatsoever the law saith, it saith to them who are under the law. The law was directed directly at the Jews, not at the Gentiles. Now, a Gentile could come in. If a Gentile come in, he had to submit himself to that law. But the law was not given to the Jew. The law was given to those israelites who are trying to justify themselves by the deeds of the law here's what the bible says now we know that what things soever the law saith it saith to them who are under the law for what purpose that every mouth may be stopped the rules were put there not so you could follow the rules now you better follow them because god told you to follow but the rules were not put there for you to justify yourself The law was put there so that the light bulb would come on and say, I must be a pretty bad guy if I need rules. Now, in my own case, I I don't give, I have never given my girls a curfew or a bedtime, but I have taught them to come in at a decent hour and to... Uh, go to bed at a decent hour and which they come short of that from time to time, but they pay for that as they should. Uh, But the point I'm trying to make is, is that until they stay out till three in the morning, I'm not going to tell them what time to come in. But if I said, if they, if they had it in their hearts to be uh, out in the world at all hours of the night, And I were to come to them and say, be home at nine o'clock every night, which is a good hour. If you want to set rules, it's a good time to be home nine o'clock or whatever. But as soon as I said, be home at nine o'clock and in their heart and mind, they knew they wanted to be out until 3 a.m. in the morning, there would be such a conflict there that they would have to choose to submit themselves to my rules or they would have to rebel in order to follow the lust of the flesh. And the Bible says right here that the law was given to these people who were under the law that every mouth may be stopped. It wasn't given to them so they could follow the rules and be justified. It was given to them to say, hey, if I didn't give you the rules, you would do this and you would do that. My children are not above it. As they get older and older, they'll want to stay out later or stay up later or do this or do that. But my hope and my prayer as training my children and bringing them up in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord Is that they won't have a desire to stay out to 1, 2, 3 o'clock in the morning And I've never given them the example of staying out to 1, 2, 3 o'clock in the morning Uh, Being a man that works at night, I have given them a little bit of an example Of, you know, from time to time having to be up late And and maybe in that they followed me a little bit in that and maybe they should go to bed earlier than they do but the whole purpose of the illustration is this god gave rules so that those rules would conflict with the nature of the man and once it conflicted with the nature of man he could bring them to a place of repentance i gave you rules you either tried to you either tried to follow them and you found uh, misery and destruction verse 16 or you, you didn't try to follow them and you found misery and destruction you either rebelled and found misery and and destruction or you tried to follow them and you found misery and destruction the, the setting of rules can only be done because the people you gave the rules to have a great potential to live contrary to those rules thou shalt not kill you don't have to give those rules to people who are not going to kill you give a rule don't kill to people who you know are going to cut each other's throat and the jews should have seen that thou shalt not kill thou shalt not steal uh, not bear false witness don't commit adultery well we all want to do those things so we must be bad people and that's what this verse is saying in verse 19 now we know that what things soever the law saith it saith to them who are under the law well brother mike you could explain that better i probably could explain it better brother mike that's a difficult way of looking at things it might be a difficult way of looking at it but this is the bible this is an eternal principle you got to uh, approach these harder concepts with the in the with the same zeal that you would try to figure out a new apple iphone or ipad or a new desk desktop or something like that we put we spend so much try, time trying to figure out all these scientific and all these technological advances and stuff like that we give very little time to a bible concept if it takes us a while to get it, if we have to listen five times to get it, we're not going to do that. But if I, if it takes me two years to learn my iPhone before I trade it in and get the new iPhone, have to spend two more years to figure that out. That's all well and good, and we'll spend a $1,000 on that. Spend the time to get these concepts in your heart and in your mind, because until you get until you get this concept of verse nineteen down you're going to be struggling to follow rules the rest of your life. Now, I myself believe in disciplined Christianity, but at the foundation of my christian uh, of my Christianity, no matter if it's very disciplined or uh, mediocre discipline or very little discipline, at the foundation of my Christian discipline is the fact that I'm saved by the grace of God. Because I could not keep his law. I could not follow his rules and regulations. They are too high for me. But because he has saved me. And made me into a new creature in Christ Jesus. And he saved me not by works. But he created me in Christ Jesus unto good works. Ephesians 2.10 Now I, I'm going to endeavor to walk worthy of the vocation wherewith I'm called. I'm going to try to live up to uh, the expectations of righteousness and the expectations of sanctification and the expectations of a godly life. But those things are not to justify myself. Those things are because I am justified by the grace of God. So this this is the some total of God's dealing with man with the law wrapped up in one verse right here in verse number 19. Now we know that what things soever the law saith, it saith to them who are under the law, that for what purpose? That every mouth may be stopped and all the world may become guilty before God. God gave you rules to, uh, I'm going to say this, it sounds harsh, but God gave you rules to condemn you. So that you might turn to him for your redemption. God gave you rules not so that you could check off each rule that you kept. I believe this is somewhere along the lines of Matthew chapter number 18 or 19. God didn't give you rules so that you could check off these rules as rules that you've kept and mastered. Now you don't don't have to worry about that. You're all justified now. But like the rich young ruler, he said... You know, keep the commandments. The Lord said, Keep the commandments. He said, Which ones? He said, Well, and he went through a list of the commandments, and the fellow's like, Man, I, I've kept all those from my youth. I've kept all those rules. And the Lord says, Well, if you want to be perfect, sell everything you got. See, he went through and he named as many things as he could. That fellow was like, Yes, sir, I've done all those. But the Lord didn't stop there. He kept digging until he found a fault. And when he found that fault, the man turned and went away. And so this is what the Lord's saying. you got these rules. You keep one of them. Well, you break the next one. You broke the whole thing. This law was made to make you guilty, not to make you justified. Anybody who says they're saved by works or anybody who says they've kept their salvation once they were saved by works is missing the point of works. They're missing the point with which God gave you the rules. The rules were given to you to make you guilty not so that you could follow those rules and make you innocent now i could go much further than that this class has only been 16 minutes long but i feel like that this is enough content in these few verses that we've covered that you might need to think about them you might need to listen to it more than once uh, read the scripture definitely over and over again. Read chapter, uh, read this chapter number three over and over again. Memorize it if need be, and these concepts will become very plain to you. There's no use in going on, and uh, and changing the subject slightly in the next couple of verses and getting into another. Uh, getting into another line of thinking and take your mind off of this. So, while you're dealing with this class, this is again this is class number eight. While you're dealing with class eight, just stick with it. Uh, you can move on, come back to it later. It really makes no difference. But think about what's been said in these individual classes and get gain these concepts. Get these concepts under your belt as you go forward and and they'll really help you understand things that are gonna gonna unfold in chapter four, chapter five, chapter six, and so forth and so on. Not to mention Galatians and Ephesians and different passages like that. All right, God bless you. We'll talk to you next time.